This is, well, it's podcast number four, but number one is no longer going to be on podcast. So the, the only ones left are going to be two, three, two, two, three, and um, two, three, and four of these chapters. This is the Healing in Him book audio, audio book, not quite, <laughs> audio book train wreck <laughs> of uh recording so that it's gonna be we're gonna have it transcribed someone here is gonna transcribe like my teaching and we're gonna turn it into a, a chapter this is going to the healing testimony of my own what happened for the healing that happened to me this last year and kind of dealing with um, the healing theology that's out there my own personal testimony with healing and breaking it down. I, re I did remove the very first podcast, which is my testimony in the background of sickness and suffering and stuff in my family line and then my own stuff. And it it's, um, doesn't need to be up there anymore. But um, some of this should share some of what has happened for me with healing and then what took place in my body this last year. Super crazy of how God was removing sickness and trauma and infection out of my body that caused chronic illness and pain for like 20 years, hospitalized multiple times, couple surgeries, tons of pain management, homeopathics, chiropractors, um, tons of different things that I've had to have done then never experienced the healing power of God only through a couple deliverances, which I explained in, I think it was the second one and the third one I kind of talk about it. Um, the last one called debunking the healing theology. I was debunking certain theologies within the word of faith and faith that's gotten twisted towards healing to give people new perspective and shift the way that they have put works mentality towards getting God to do something for them or they don't believe that he can heal at all. So this book is really kind of breaking down a new way for people to see it through a personal testimony of what it looked like for me that I've never heard before for anybody's testimony and healing, that it was painful. It made me really sick. I had to cling on to it through dreams and what God was saying and then started seeing it come to pass with the healing of my neck and then um, my hormones and all this crazy stuff. It's it was a, It's been a very long journey but um it's going to be explained in the first chapter of this this book and you'll hear parts of it through through these podcasts kind of explaining what's taking place and then how i want to refer to certain things in scripture and how things have gotten just twisted um in a lot of the in a lot of the teachings that are out there a lot of the leadership and a lot of the demonic gifts and like i've said before go to the previous podcasts that have dates on it and you're going to get better explanation of what I'm referring to in certain leadership but that's going to probably come out in some of the the stuff today. So this is a this is going to be the chapter 4. Um and I'm going to I'm going to call it power and suffering. And so a lot of people hearing my stuff are always going to think um that's a lot of like what I talk about. And I've heard some people would say that someone who talks so much on suffering it's because they're they're almost deceived by carrying their own cross and dying to, to self and blah, 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 blah. And I think I, I do know what they're talking about when it's coming from a doctrinal view of someone who has no experience with the power of God in the suffering and the gifts of God. So um, I think that why God has put it on me to talk about this so much is that 
I actually got the power from all the suffering. I'm not just doing it out of bear, carry your own cross. I got to see and experience so much revelation and truth and scripture through the things that I've gone through. And I'm seeing too many teachers just talk on these certain gifts yet and with where they think they carry revelation, yet they don't carry any of the pain and suffering that should come with that. And that is not scriptural. It's just not scriptural. It is not in the Bible. I do not care what you say. A prosperity message without a truth of suffering bringing prosperity is deception. It's demonic and it will kill. It's going to kill the soul and it's killing the church. It's creating such an entitlement. It's creating such this idea that God owes us. And, and some people just get turned off on this teaching because you like to think God owes you. Like you literally like to think you like to live in the entitlement and it's going to open you up to the doctrine of demons. That's just what it's going to do. It's going to open you up to receiving things demonically and then a promise that isn't a God promise. It's a demonic promise. It's a demonic favor. And then when a person loses it, then we blame God about it because they assumed it was favorable in the natural. Perfect example is what I said with a church blowing up like Carl Lentz's church. That was not of God. And I promise you it was not of God. If it was of God, then why did it lead him into thinking he was a model and thinking that he could get any woman and cheat on his wife with a woman who wasn't even didn't even know he was a pastor. Explain that to me if that was considered favor. That was not favor. That was the demonic favor. It just takes me turning on a dang podcast. What is the issue? I keep nailing this. I can't stop. <laughs> Carl, that's never been talked about so much in his life until Sarah's podcast came out. <laughs> And then I found out some people don't even know who he is. Learn who he is so you can learn from his example. Go Google it. Google it, people. It's a pastor that fall, fail, fought, fought, fell, 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 <laughs> and failed. And there's so many of them that it's gonna, we're gonna, gonna watch it. And there's a reason that I've been kept from my stuff, like being, going to people, because God always said, they're not ready for it. There's a sifting that's gonna happen. People aren't ready because they don't understand what you've walked through to be able to talk in this way on these things. They want to hear the opposite and the prosperity. Now we have the shift happening because right now we're going to see that the church is losing the stability. They're going to be losing the idols and the ideas of these pastors because they're going to be exposed for certain things. And then there's going to be suffering because people are going to need to find out where to go to. And this is the message they're going to need. They're going to need to learn how do we how do we stand in a sifting? How do we stand when there's questions? How do we stand when my theology gets twisted because this teacher taught me something but doesn't live it and doesn't display it? What do you do with that in the moment? How do you find God in that? How many people have turned away from the church based on a painful experience in the church by leadership that they then saw God's character through and blamed God because they believed the church represented God. Tell me how many experiences you've heard of that. How many? So many more, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, I know Over tons of people like that. Like, I mean, it happened for me. I was so indoctrinated mm -hmm. that when I had loss happen, I turned against God because of what I was taught through doctrine. And so you have so many people who, if you have a fallout and you're going to watch leaders do things like people, thousands of people that followed Carl Lentz, thousands of people that have followed Ravi Zacharias. Now his stuff is, is exposed after he died. What do you do with that? Do we say that this was God that did it? Do we say that this was defining God? This is what we're going to see happen. And that's why a message of enduring and suffering has to be taught right now. Because this is going to be the stability to keep people aligned 
with the truth of Jesus Christ without the display through the leadership that fails the person. We have to, that's what this is about. And so the power, the power and suffering, like this is something in the spirit people need to understand because we have to grasp that you cannot take certain revelation and truth in scripture without the warfare to get you there because there will be warfare on it. If you get it without the warfare, you will not sustain holding it. And it probably is not impurity. It is not impurity. So, well, this was crazy interesting. This is not in these podcasts when I talked about that creepy guy that I went to LA and he started doing that crazy deliverance, remember, that I brought up. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I'm gonna put this in the actual in this book right now okay yeah not this part i'll tell you what part okay Okay. because this is gonna get this is why i'm talking want to talk on this so that guy who who's full-blown witchcraft i mean this guy the way he did it in the way i saw stuff with his ministry and recently found something can i say this because this okay recently saw a book that he wrote about his encounter in the third heaven and I just wanted to start laughing. I just was like, I'm going to shut that. I'm just going to pretend I didn't see that because I don't want to clown this really, really hard. I was like, how interesting. He wrote a book when I know what he he, operate, he op, he's operating in. Um, I, can, I, just, I just know. I just know he's doing crazy uh, witchcraft and his deliverances. And it's a power hit. So he wrote a book about this experience. So I'm, I think for me, I'm curious then behind the scenes. And I, I don't know. I don't know behind the scenes. I'm just curious if he's carrying a thorn in his flesh from it. Just want to know. Just curious. Did you get your leg cut off? How, how was your third heaven experience? We have to be, we got to get brains, people. We are looking at somebody who wants to tell about these huge, huge magical things of entering into the, to the heavens and coming before Jesus in person. And, and, and all these encounters, I just want to know, do you have a thorn in your flesh from it? Because I don't see in scripture how people who walked in power and experience did not have persecution, suffering, and trials come from what those experiences and power could do. Paul, com- it it's to, was to keep him from pride. So if I see what you get from that is fame, book sales, and there's nothing keeping you humble, then you had a demonic encounter. Simple as that. It is very simple to me. There's nothing beyond scripture but that, because that is not in scripture. You do not get a heavenly encounter without a thorn in your flesh. You will not, you will not, not to the third heaven. Are you kidding me? I don't wanna go to the third heaven. I don't wanna lose my head. I'm good. I am good. I am good enough here with my things I have endured with encountering Jesus as I am, then to go to the third heaven and deal with what would come from that. <laughs> I mean, we gotta be rational. Yeah. Seriously, like we, people are not thinking, they, all they do is go, oh my gosh, what a magical encounter that must have been. Oh, I wanna hear what that person experienced and blah, 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 blah. And I am not knocking everyone's experience. Trust me, I have had angelic encounters. I have had encounters, but I don't go public and write books about it. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> this, is, this is gonna be good. Look, I'm doing a good one. <laughs> I don't. I've never shared any of my encounters publicly. Why? I've never been anointed to do it. Why are people? That's hey, that's my story. I don't know what to tell you. Um, but you know, I have a ministry. I've written books. I've taught a lot. 
And uh, I know what it is to be under the anointing when you, te- when you speak. And I know when it leaves, you need to shut up. And I just wonder how much of these encounters are just a person sharing versus the anointing on it with purpose, with purpose. Because sometimes people are sharing encounters that you are putting condemnation on the audience. They're hurting people who think they're not good enough that have felt that. Now, if there is truly 100% the spirit that that whole room, you you really are doing a thing of growing faith for their encounter. And I need to know that your encounter left you with a sword in your gut. Then I'm good. Then I can receive what you said. But if that's not there, then you're, you aren't living anything that's in the word of God. And you are, you have flipped into the idea, prosperity of, of encounters. And I don't trust it because demons can, can manifest as an angel. It says that Satan came with an angel light. Oh, I'm going to tell it. I'm, can I tell this story? Yeah, I can tell this. I don't know if this is going to just deal with me. I'm so sorry. This is going off the deep end. (laughs) I know a girl who got so into the glory. I don't know her anymore because she was a Jezebel. And, and uh, she got so into the glory hit, she did not have enough foundation in doctrine, like the word and understanding the presence of God in this. Like it was all feelings and emotions. And females, I'm just going to say it, tend to get worse with it. Females are the ones, this is really what it is. I know enough of this with ministry that I do. Females are way more open to encounter than males because of the emotional side of a female. It just, they, they'll they get it quicker, they're more emotional. A man tends to not get hit as quick as a female and the ones, ones that do, it'll open something up, but they are not to the level I've seen female. I know that sounds so bizarre, that's my experience with it. And it really is, I think, an emotional thing, females, a sensitivity thing, stuff like that, not to be judged by something spiritually on the guy like I wouldn't look at a man who doesn't get hit by the Holy Spirit that it's a spiritual thing and not at all men are just different they really are they're totally different in how they're gonna feel and sense and 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 if they do get slammed every I mean I just look at someone like Ray who's very controlled super controlled and he randomly gets slammed and hit but it's nothing like I mean I'm a constant train wreck a constant train wreck I don't expect it's different with men versus women so I see women tend to get a little bit so they're more open and stuff like that. Well, this girl was so ultra like um, emotional in her own life, like an emotionally not very good with emotions. And it, it opened her up to something because she wanted to feel to know that God was real. So what ended up happening, and I saw it because I can see into the spirit and know these things. She was having visitations from what would look like an angel and it was a demon. Oh God, I felt so strong. And I saw it, like I prayed for her and I was like, dude, you have this beautiful demon around you. And I could see it and I've never seen a demon like this. It was beautiful. And if I didn't discern and know, I would have, it was, I thought it would have, was an angel. And I saw it and it was a prayer over the phone that I saw it around her. And it was around her and it had scrolls, meaning that it was giving her details in the glory and misleading her. And it was leading her to chase after a well-known ministry guy Oh, she's getting nailed. I've never shared this. Sorry, girlfriend. It's coming out because this is what she did. And she did it for a couple years. Um, And uh, this stuff needs to be talked about because we have Jezebel women doing this, pinpointing men, think that they may have heard God say this, this, and this. And they're Jezebels and they're going after men in ministry. And so hers were coming through dreams. It was coming through uh, what she saw as angels come in the glory, meaning when she was in an experience it would come in and she was hearing, talking, like, 
And I don't think she, she was not seeing it with her natural eye. So let me explain that right now, people hearing this. This was not an experience of the natural eye of this angel. I could see in the spirit what it was. What her experience was, was a voice that she thought was God in the glory. Now what happened was some foundation was weak over here in discernment and she was led by emotions and lust hearing this. And then what did it do? She came under a deception that misled her. She chased down with after this guy, like hardcore for two years. And so what, what do you have? You have what would appear to be this magical emotional encounter yet because you're weak in your foundation and you are led by your emotions and entitlement, you can open up to something that you would could think would be God. And literally this angel came as a, as an angel of light. It looked beautiful and it was a demon. So it just showed me like a demon could literally display itself to be angelic in how it came in the glory presence. If people comprehended this, this is so crazy what we have right now when it comes to the charismatic and i am charismatic my meetings i'm gonna lay everybody out i'm all over the place i'm laughing i ain't against it that's the thing people don't understand i'm not coming actually against it i want i'm teaching discernment in it and so understanding so if you're gonna hear a teacher say i went to the third heaven i had this this encounter if that foundation has any weakness in it angels can appear as light or demons can appear in light they can shift the way they look to a person. They can sound biblical. Satan spoke in scripture to Jesus. Is this, this is going to be good for this, right? Sure, I'm like, going. am I so off topic? Sorry. I get so distracted by my own messages. And I'm like, am I even in my book right now? I don't even know. It doesn't matter. But this it's is all good. good. Okay. It all needs to be out there. <laughs> Just keep flowing. <laughs> And so, well, actually, here's what I think the Holy Spirit's on. Why I'm nailing this thing of encounters, experiences, your emotions, how you feel, what you see. Because this overriding the suffering that comes from that will break a person. Because in something like that, I mean, if that's such, I mean, just my journey of how God has spoken to me about my husband I haven't seen, never met. And I could, I know, I know everything about him. I mean, I know so many dang details. Now, let me explain some to you. If people knew the pain and suffering I have gone through to know these things in the way God has led me in faith to have this come to pass has been a stripping for me to have the faith to hear God in this type of way about a man where it's not witchcraft, it's not a demon, and it's here, it's him. Now, if it was leading me like it led this girl to chase the, down a dude, obsess on it, spend time with God only to hear about him, that is demonic it's demonic and then what would what's what would happen when the guy she finds out wasn't he never responded never pursued her and it didn't ever worked then does she go blame god that she god did it that's the problem we have like in the church today like we're having where we're going to make choices based on the emotions of a of a, what we appear to be an encounter or the voice of god or somebody in ministry giving you a word that fed your soul because they're under witchcraft so then they speak into where your issue is so i bet if she went oh this happened this actually happened she w went and had a connection with a, a female who, who spoke right into her witch the, the thing towards the guy because what was on the female was of power and of something and then she would be able to read the mail in the spirit i know you understand this is this clear enough for a podcast like this I know you know what I'm talking about because I talk about this stuff all the time. Mm -hmm. But for people who are listening to this, they understand that if you place encounter without there being a thorn in the flesh, yeah. 
And I am not calling myself Paul. I'm calling myself biblical. Okay? This is biblical. Because we have it with, you know, you have it with Peter being hung upside down. You have it with John the Baptist being beheaded. I've said this so many times. Isaiah cut in half. Jeremiah the morning prophet. Daniel taken under Babylon. Esther under um, Persia. You have this all over scripture that who is called to lead and walk in things that when it be an encounter of God, if there is not a thorn in the flesh, then you need to be careful what you are receiving from this leadership. And you yourself, if you want to encounter and be in a place where you're that you see and experience God in that much power that you have in gl glory encounters in your apartment. If you don't have a thorn in the flesh with that, your glory encounter probably has demons talking to you. Oh, that's so good. Because the problem is, is it's an idolatry in the prayer. So they go into prayer for a glory encounter. It's people who show up to a conference to get a glory encounter. Because then an idolatry is in that. Because you, you have to be like strong enough, you have to be intimate with God through a glory encounter. Oh, that's the, tr that's the, the idea. I have to be intimate through a presence encounter. What about intimacy from eating the bread of life, which means eating within his life and suffering, following it and let him encounter you in the midst of it. Instead of putting the glory above the glory encounter above the word of God. If we don't like align the two of them, you can't have one without the other. That's the thing. You cannot be all God or word of God, scripture, 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 or you're going to be an indoctrinated douchebag and you are not going to carry any power. But when your presence, 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 glory, 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 healing, prophecy, this, this, and this, you will not be sustainable in the spirit. You will not be sustainable in the word of God. And it makes you collapsible and it makes you open to the doctrine of demons. It makes you open to being demonized, being tripped through, through spirits. And I can see this so easily, easily on people. And how, how did I learn this? Uh, people know, see, if, understand how many times what I've gone through for this and my experiences with it being misled in prayer being misled in those things watching someone do it why it came from the lusts of the flesh why it came from 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 these from these areas so if you look at like Paul's encounter third heaven I just I'm gonna read this because we have people saying that this is where they're going so if this is where you're going then I need to know what leg you lost okay and then we'll go from there I don't want to hear these crazy, it doesn't make sense to me. I don't get it. And I think anyone who hears this and knows scripture is going to go, wow, you're right. I've been listening to these prophetic tell me crazy encounters and this one person meeting with a demon and releasing a word. That's not biblical people. Yet because you think because their prophetic was accurate, that that is, that could happen too. <laughs> We need people found in scripture, not prophecy. We need people found in the word of God, not the prophetic word. The prophetic word aligns with the word of God. If it doesn't align, then it's not from God. It's simple as that. And like you have people who are just going to say, oh, we trust that encounter because their last prophecy of this person was accurate. So you're going to trust then that encounter of talking to a demon and getting his strategies and I'm not saying the encounter didn't happen for the dude. It did happen for the dude. He lacked wisdom. You don't take a word from a demon. It's not biblical. It's <laughs> a good point. That's really good. Name the second place. Yell. 
comes out so fast. Okay. Let's look at his encounter in the third heaven. People may think I only talk about Paul. I actually sometimes just say his name wrong when it's someone else. I said that the other day. I said Paul and Ananias and Sapphira. It was not Paul. It was Peter. <laughs> there's, there's some things. I, well, and you have to understand, Paul wrote a majority like of the New Testament. So a lot of the things when speaking to the church... I reference him because he's the one that wrote a majority of it. I mean, you we saw Peter, we have James, we have Timothy. Well, no, Paul wrote to Timothy. But, I mean, and I'm going to, I think I'm going to bring up Peter and Jude and, and James in this today. But we'll see. Okay. So he says, this boasting will, will do no good, but I must go on. I will reluctantly tell you my visions and revelations from the Lord. So reluctantly. He says, I will reluctantly tell him. Sorry, it doesn't seem like he's running out writing a big book about it. He's writing letters, not trying to publish this to the entire world. Okay. Um, maybe you say, well, it did get published to the entire world. I don't know if he knew that back then, though. You know? And, and where he was talking to, he was talking to churches that were dealing with false prophets, that were dealing with false teachers. There was a reason why he was addressing the church with these types of revelations. If we're doing it and we're getting just famous and we're just getting a book deal, then it doesn't make sense to me. Okay. I was caught up in the third heaven 14 years ago. Whether I was in my body or outside of my body, I don't know. Only God knows. Um, yes, only God knows whether I was in my body or outside of my body. But I do know that I was caught up to paradise and heard things so astounding cannot be expressed in words. Things human not allowed to tell. So, interesting that his experience of the third heaven, he doesn't tell details. Oh, that's so good. Oh my goodness, this is so good. Yet he still got a thorn in the flesh and he didn't tell details. Why are we hearing detailed examples of encounters of what heaven looked to the detail, yet you don't have a thorn in your flesh in your life? You actually might be sleeping to your, with your secretary <laughs> or your volunteer on your missions trip. Oh, <laughs> look, I'm looking at you doing this to you. It's like so violating. <laughs> Just me and you. Okay. Cause I didn't even get this before when I was reading it. This, this Holy Spirit's given it. Um, I heard things so astounding. They cannot, they were so astounding. He couldn't even put them into words. Why are you able to give a detail to the point you are when this is Paul? Are we kidding ourselves right now? Oh my goodness, this is disproving so much. I literally have never even like thought this through. I'm not kidding you. I've always believed most people's encounter. I kind of just, I just noticed it would give condemnation. It would make you feel like you're not good enough. That was my only experience with people giving encounters. That was it. Was that it felt like, now I've shared encounters of like Holy Spirit making me feel like I was lifted out of my body. That is not a detail. I went to the third heaven. Are you kidding me? That was a physical encounter, meaning my body felt a certain way. This is an encounter where your spirit or your body was lifted out of this world. This is a different type of encounter, what he, he went through. Yet he's not able to even, things no human is allowed to tell. <laughs> Oh, I'm demolishing all these things. Hmm, I'm so confused then. I'm confused then. So are we then just going to talk about the prophets? Is that what we're referring to that had the 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 um, encounters? Because what Elijah was was taken was taken away. He was taken to heaven. We never heard what he talked about after that. 
So I'm not quite sure which ones that, that we're going to say that this is so biblical. We're having these heavenly encounters without your leg being gone and that you could give details of heaven. Oh, hmm. Oh my gosh, because this is not me right now because I haven't thought this through. This is so interesting to me that this is not, that God's saying that this is not legit. Oh, this is crazy. Sorry, I'm tripping myself out. Okay, that, that, that experience is worth boasting about. Um, that experience is worth boasting about, but I'm not going to do it. Oh, mm, I will boast only about my weaknesses. <laughs> I would be no fool to do so because I would be telling the truth, <clears throat> but I won't do it. <sighs> so he actually gets a thorn in his flesh, yet he still doesn't give the details. He says, it could be something I would boast about, but I'm actually going to boast about my sufferings and my weaknesses. Oh God. Oh, the prosperity message is going to kill people. If I wanted, if I wanted to boast, I would be no fool in doing so because I would be telling the truth, but I won't do it because I don't don't want anyone to give me credit. <laughs> this is so good, which you can see in life or hear in my message. Oh, he's saying, I don't want to give credit beyond what you see that I live in my life, that you see what I do behind closed doors, that you see how I live, that I li that he lived in. He, if we knew how many times he boasts about his sufferings and hardships, you have it in Philippians 3, you have it in Romans and um, he does it, and he does it here too. I mean, there's multiple places where he's actually boasting about his sufferings, not his revelation of his third heaven. <gasps> that he's saying that my bot, my life would display it, that my life would display it, not my encounter, that my life, how many people we have these encounters that are displaying, and that's appearing to be fruit, not the life that is hidden, that is about to be exposed of these wolves that are walking around, that their gifts are not purified because of the glory that they got from their gift demonized their gift. Okay. Even though I have received such wonderful revelations from God to keep me from being proud, I was given a thorn in my flesh, a messenger from Satan to torment me and keep me from becoming proud. Now, two doctrines behind this. One is going to say it was persecution is the thorn in his flesh. The other one says it's his eyesight. Because he has issues with his eyes and it's seen in some of his other letters that he had a problem with his eyes. Those are going to be the two main doctrines. You can hear other people make up their own idea of what this persecution is. I have absolutely no interest in trying to figure out what this thorn in the flesh was. Here's, here's what I want to make of it. There are times that the enemy is used for good, no matter what. And until the church sees that... That there's persecution, there's sufferings, there's things that will bring about such glory, revelation in yourself, such power that we need to stop teaching that you're just going to get this, this, and this rather than seeing the truth of what this actually is. We've got to stop paying attention to encounters over the word of God because if people knew the word of God, then they would know right here there are certain encounters that are not to be told and they have a pain and suffering because the encounter was for Paul. It was for Paul for how he wrote. I just wonder what it did inside him to create revelation in his relationship and who Jesus Christ was for him to write as many letters to the church that he wrote. Did it put a conviction in him? Did it give him endurance and sufferings? What did it do for him to then display Jesus Christ rather than him getting in front of people and saying, hey, I did this. I saw Jesus. I talked to this, this, and this, and blah, 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 blah. What are you getting from that? Like, what are you actually releasing over the church that's truth 
that's going to bring them into the knowledge of Christ Jesus through the word of God and not your encounter. Now, the, the church needs, we have to discern this stuff. We have to, people need to hear this. You, we are not discerning correctly the purpose of an encounter from the Holy Spirit, the purpose of why God does it, and the purpose of why a prophetic person shares certain things versus who's, who should and who shouldn't. And I'm not going to call all of them off because there, there might be older ones who've been through the fire, have experienced the suffering from their, their revelation and their encounter, and that's between them and God. But you young people that went to the third heaven, and I don't care if you're 40, 50, I'm confused by it. Um, I just am wondering what limb you lost getting there. Just curious. <laughs> Such a good point. Okay. Three different times. So here's how he, he dealt with it. Three different times. Each time he said, my grace is all you need. My power works best in weakness. Hmm. <sighs> So now I am glad to boast about my weaknesses so that the power of Christ can work through me. So why take pleasure in my weaknesses and in the insults, hardships, persecutions, troubles that I suffer for Christ? For when I am weak, then I am strong. We have too many people who actually want to say, oh, well, this person's not Paul, so they shouldn't be able to talk about suffering that way. And say, I had a lady in a, de a deliverance ministry lady say this to me because I was sharing some of the strongholds I battled with, with um, deception of uh, accepting too much warfare on my life because of the scripture of a thorn in the flesh. And her response to me was so like not compassionate and weird that she goes, well, you're not Paul. That was Paul. And I was like, that's so weird that you would respond to me that way when I actually was sharing something that I felt I had been deceived by scripturally, yet you took it that I was saying something boastful, yet you are okay to follow a prophetic person who's going to give a, a heavenly encounter. That's more acceptable than someone who actually is saying, I wonder with the sufferings that I've been in, what they're producing. That's not. What are we flipping tr like deceived by? That that would be more acceptable. People on stage with these encounters, we're going to receive that. But someone over here talking about suffering and aligning it with someone like the life of Paul, what he went through and saying, oh, well, that was just Paul. So what does that mean? So just because that was Paul, so you in the church now deserve all the prosperity in the natural because that was just Paul that had the suffering, but yet in your head, that's a boastful thing. I'm so, your, your doctrine's so jacked. I'm so confused by all of it. Like that makes no sense to me that this over here wouldn't be pride to you. This over here wouldn't be deception. Yet a, a message of suffering's deception. Like we're we're the the church we're we're we're, we're 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 lacking something. We're lacking something. We're lacking something in the truth of God and who God is. That suffering is not suffering when you know Him that way. And yet I have to paddle a message on suffering because the church is so afraid of it. I mean, we're just so afraid of it. We just don't want to hear about it. We just want to hear that it's this, this, this. And I'm like, we just have to understand if we're going to follow these leaders who are displaying the power of God, who are releasing healing in your body, then you need to look where there is suffering in their life. Simple is that. That is biblical. And all the leadership in scripture, all the apostles, all the disciples, you don't have any of them walking in this prosperity place of not having suffering and persecutions. Like I said in the last one, 
it's only where you see riches and wealth and fame happen for the for the kings and the new and the old testament that were following god's voice and the words of the prophets but the moment one thing came in one thing one thing idolatry pride one thing and it removed it so be aware of that do not just focus on what those kings got because you have to understand the favor came from how they followed God. And I promise you, they had to live so dang submitted to keep that favor in their kingdom. Just look at David being called, having a man after God's own heart. Yet he, God literally blesses his entire family line. Love David so much, but David reaped what he sowed with Bathsheba and, call, and killing Bathsheba's husband. Even him who was anointed running and, and, and he, he ran for his life for how many years? Wondering if he was gonna get killed. And this was a king that had favor. We, we, we have to look at scripture, people. You need to understand the truth in this. It will bring so much power when we remove the idolatry and encounters and giftings because this leadership is not in purity right now. Not all of it is. Like I said, it's nailing the ones that, that aren't. We have to know, is this what is standing behind them? Um, and God is having me, I know, nail the power of suffering in a book about healing because to see God's truth in healing, you have to see his truth in suffering. We can't go into a church service just to want him to heal you or to get a word from him, yet not know him over here in his word, um, in, in, the, in the Bible, in the word of God. You know, don't know him in... The disciples' lives, the apostles' life, what the New Testament looked like, what the kings looked like in the Old Testament. But then you want to go into church and just get the gifts, yet you don't know him over here. If you're not found in the suffering, then your, your healing, if you do get it, will not sustain because it probably came demonically and not in purity. Because I didn't get my healing until now my late 30s and my suffering was over 20 years because I was called to walk out the call on my life and tested in endurance and trials to get the reward of it. And man, I mean the reward, like this type of reward of a healing in my entire body, I have no words to. I think I'm gonna look, when I finally see it come to pass, I'm gonna look back and go, those 20 years of pain and suffering was so worth getting the reward of a new, full new body, hormones, muscles, everything God's cleansed out perfected and plus my mom's death and my sister's death promise in me. We have to shift how we see and desire healing from God. When the mind and the heart are shifted, that you know that you can endure in pain and sickness, you know that he's faithful, that's all you need. We don't need the leaders to display it because they've, been a, they've done a really sad job of displaying it these last not even just years it's just got worse and worse and worse in my opinion with with some of this stuff um and again i keep putting my disclaimer this is not everybody there are totally pure people out there i'm going after the wolves i will say that 20 times over for people who feel offended because they don't want to know that their leadership is like that or maybe your leadership isn't and then that's okay but still take this for what it is because it's going to bring you wisdom when you come around different leaders that aren't okay and then you're going to see them fall yet they displayed gifts and they still fell and it's going to confuse you how did they display the gifts and here's what i want to tell you today it was a demonic gift it was a demonic gift and it appeared to be healing and prophecy and it was accurate and it seemed to work 
and it is in scripture. That is what happens. It can happen. Jesus says it, Matthew 7. Okay. So, and another thing, the new era, and I said this before, is that we're going to look differently. The fact that I have had severe pain in my feelings was actually part of what I think God doing revelation in how healing is going to look different in a perfected work um, because of the effects of this world on our body and how that has to be something that is going to be taught. And so how the, the idea of suffering in the physical realm of our body, how do we shift our minds towards it? How is Jesus as a human able to be whipped and beaten till he wasn't recognizable as a man? And if you think that he didn't feel it as a human, then you're not reading the word of God either. Jesus Christ felt it as a human. And more importantly than that, I believe that Jesus held on and he death would have been on him sooner. And I think because of, and I don't know if this is, if people have, have um, said this, I feel like I have read this somewhere. This would be right now Sarah's opinion that when he released and said it's finished and it's done and he gave up his spirit, I believe that his body physically endured longer than a human body naturally would have because of who he, he was, what he was called to do was beyond people's minds, that his suffering, and that's why, there's why nobody can say, I've suffered more than Jesus, no matter who you are, because I truly believe it's beyond our minds what his body actually took through an intimate relationship with his father. And you say it was, it was God, the son of, he was in human form, people. You have to understand he was in human form. He cried tears of blood. Do not think that he knows what physical suffering is. And we, we want to go to a leader that had an encounter rather than go to him. The one who literally, literally his body took beyond what your body could ever endure. It would have died already. We have to like understand that it is Jesus. Like it is Jesus alone. Oh, who? I'm going to go in. This is like closing this one because it's Jesus alone is chapter five. So I'm going to shut this one down. We're going to restart it. Um, so people just hearing hearing this podcast won't close close it for you because I don't want to leave you hanging in a very vulnerable place, which this can do like in the spirit before I go to the next one. But I just pray that the people hearing this, that you have maybe not fully understand sickness, healing, suffering, and things like that and have stood and wanting to see God move in that area or you've gone to people beyond him or maybe this is to give you discernment towards certain gifts, discernment towards encounters or your desire for encounter. Like, I just pray that you have revelation in the name of Jesus, that Jesus is the one and the only one that can that can heal your body completely and whole and can give you um, revelation beyond certain certain teachers by knowing him in his word and not just in an encounter. Um, and so I just pray over your minds today in the name of Jesus. I pray that eyes get open. I pray there's revelation. I pray that there's faith built in believing um, that God can do this for you the same way that he did it for me. And I'm going to close this off and then we're going to jump into the, to the next one. That's Jesus alone. Okay.